welcome to Simply Stogies. I am your host, James. Uh, in fact, I'm your only host this week because Nick is on hiatus. He had an event that uh, came up, a conflict uh, with the scheduling. So unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight. He's off doing whatever it is Nick does when he's not here, probably smoking cigars and getting other people to smoke his cigars. Who knows? Uh, but uh, I am very pleased. I'm we filling have, in for Nick. You are. We've got <laughs> yeah, a huge guest right. here. Brian Desen, uh Pravada Cigar Club, uh, the yep. LCA. Welcome to the show, my man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I'm I'm sorry that Nick can't be here, but I hope uh, I will suffice for one show. I think this will be fine. I think I think this will be good. I think everyone. Uh, you see what I did there? If someone's watching this, they actually think that I'm co. So now it's no longer an interview. It's just <laughs> that's is, you know this is this is what you got. This is what I do. This is it. So now so now we're just gonna have a conversation. It's not even gonna be interview right. style. There it's just gonna go. be a conversation. There you go. So sure. if you. If you've been living under a rock uh, in the cigar world for the last uh, five, six, seven years, you, you you don't know who Brian is. Like, Brian, introduce yourself. Tell us about Pravada Cigar Club and tell us about the LCA. Yeah, so uh, my name is Brian Desend. I founded Pravada Cigar Club, which is a Cigar of the Month club, but it's a really we call it a, a, a monthly experience. It's a subscription-based cigar business. Uh, and it seems to have had a major impact on the industry. Uh, and so our company quickly blew up, especially uh, during uh, COVID, uh, when people were at home smoking cigars. And one of the things that came to mind during COVID was how much brick and mortar was suffering. Now we're an online company, so I'm not supposed to be, I guess, on the same team as brick and mortar, or that's how the, everyone seems to look at it in our industry. But what I wanted to do was reach across and try to help some of these brick and mortar out. So what we did was we basically created Pravada Cigar Club, but in stores, and that's called the Limited Cigar Association. So most people that know me or use my services get both. They get the Pravada Cigar Club delivered to their house every month. It's three cigars that are rare, aged, limited, and exclusive. You cannot find these cigars anywhere else, and they're from the masters of our industry. Uh, the Limited Cigar Association is also made by those same people, except we release that in stores once a month, the first Friday of every single month. So those are two ways that you can experience our products. We also have ProvadaCigarClub.com uh, online, which offers a very unique and more experiential way to purchase cigars that is slowly taking over the actually quickly taking over the industry so that's who i am and um yeah that's it that's all i got so there there i i, I want to talk about the lca i want to talk about yeah. bravado cigar club and i want everybody to know that i'm smoking yeah. uh the uh tamagoyaki which was nice. uh was sent to me by Brian, uh, and I, yep. I really do appreciate that. I got the uh, nigiri. I dipped Sushi it in Pravada pixie Club. dust. Yes, it's very yeah. good. It's it very is good. good. I love that cigar. It's such a good cigar, and I'm a big sushi guy anyway. So I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, okay. I love doing those themed boxes. And what James is talking about is uh, two months ago in Pravada Cigar Club, when you opened your box, you got this Japanese uh, sushi nigiri sushi, which is nigiri basically. It's part of sushi cuisine or Japanese cuisine. And we designed all of the bands, all of the tasting notes, all of the cards that come with it. Each Pravada Cigar Club box comes with three tasting note cards, one on each cigar with a picture of the cigar, the story of who made it, 
tasting notes on what flavors you should be getting out of it at what points and also pairing notes, which really help people understand what to pair with that cigar experience. And so it creates an experience each month. And so that was our sushi, our first Japanese themed uh, box won't be our last because I had so much fun putting that together. And those bands, you know, that paper has never really been used for cigars before. It's it's very different when you take it off. It's actually a metallic paper of sorts. Really? It does. I yeah. can see there's kind of a sheen to it. Yeah, you it's typically different. See, it's not like a yep. lamination. It's not. a. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's pretty neat. Like if you take a look at these cards, it's very well done. Very Thank well you. done. Uh, and the tasting notes like, look, I have found in my experience, Brian, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, but but a lot of folks that do the the monthly boxes, the monthly clubs and things like that, they do it because they're newer to the cigar world. They're newer oh, to tasting no, cigar. No, 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 no. So let's talk about that. So two things. One, up until 2017, Cigar of the Month clubs were for cheapskates. Maybe someone that wanted to get into cigars but didn't know where to start, so they wanted you to pick for them, basically, right? Sure. And then you had guys like me that were kind of snobby and were like, I'm not letting someone else pick my cigars for me. I'm too cool for that, right? But Pravada went around that. So we have people at all levels of it. It does attract a newer, more open mind, but only because their mind is more open. The, the sad part is, is I have people that have been, not sad, it's it's also a beautiful thing. Is uh, For instance, I was sitting next to a gentleman named Joe who's been a member of my club for four years now. Most clubs do not retain people for four no. years. I just want to point that out he's been a member of my club for four years and told me that he's been smoking cigars since the 80s and in the last four years he's learned more about tobacco than he did in the 30 plus years that he was smoking cigars before that um a lot of people use pravada to learn about tobacco in those tasting cards if you read it you're going to get privy to information that only industry insiders are privy to for instance that one of those cigars in that pack came from where Alec Bradley made his cigars before he sold the company. And it's very interesting because that actually might have been an Alec Bradley release had he continued on his own, you know, without right. selling. The, okay. The Ebony Abbe, Gary is which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a fantastic cigar. Uh, and so, and so you learn that. We learn more about factory level than just brands, too. And we learn about tobacco level stuff. Um, you really start to know with Provada Cigar Club, not just about cool stuff that you kind of sink your teeth into and think about while you're smoking, which creates more of an experience, but you get to know the stuff that people like me, Steve Saka, uh, you know, uh, 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 Fierro, Fierro Tego, what, what's uh, Michael? Michael yeah, Michael Herklot. Guys like us that have to go that go around to all these different factories buying. This is the stuff that I teach my people. So after a year with me, you're more knowledgeable than most tobacconists at cigar shops. In fact, one of the things you asked me about PCA, yes, that totally disappointed me and saddened me. I was sad about this. Was that? Out of the hundreds of cigar shop owners that we spoke to, very few of them recognized Hanky Kellner sitting at my booth. I thought mm. that our first time at PCA, having Hanky Kellner at our booth would shut down the whole show. And no one seemed to really even know who he was. Wow. You know, it's interesting to me, uh, and I want to address the haters because mm -hmm. – 
when we'll talk about this, I'm sure in depth, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of folks that look at you and say, you're not a cigar guy. You're a marketing guy because, Ooh. Ooh. You, because you, take that hurts. This, right. But that's I've what never they, heard that. You've Dan, never you heard James, that? You, really? No, I've never, I've never, you know, because anyone that watches my stuff sees how much I know and sees it. the people I'm with. Do you, like, do you think the haters, the people that look at you and go, I don't, uh, anything to do with that. This is not because you break from tradition. You yeah, break that from cigar tra- tradition. And so they look at you and they're like, he's an outsider. He's o- always going to be an outsider. Now that said, Brian, there are several other outsiders that I can think of off the top of my head. Pete Johnson, Matt Booth, uh, that, you know, uh, John Hoover, who, who came into the industry and everyone went, who are these tattooed fucks? Who mm-hmm. are these guys? And they broke tradition. Yeah. It, it's not uncommon for every 20 years, someone to come along and kind of shake things up. And I think yeah. maybe you might be that guy. Now I've said this before on the show. So forgive me. I, I've said this before on the show. I'm like, because we, we're going to talk about the PCA. We're going to talk about the FDA. We're going to talk about all these things. But when I remember, was it last year they came out, the PCA and, and it said, Hey, like here are guidelines for marketing. Don't market to kids. And JSK, uh, and and yourself, I believe, were mentioned in that. Mm-hmm. And, and I said at the time, I said, I don't like that marketing. I don't. Mm-hmm. But it's not geared towards me. I'm an old, fat, mm-hmm. fucking white guy. Mm-hmm. It's not geared towards me. It's geared to the newer cigar smokers. It's geared to the younger folks coming into the industry. It's more hip. It's more cool. More wicked. And vogue. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Of course I would. Of course this is... You know, uh, uh, who was the guy with the show that Elvis said, don't film him from the waist down and he can't move like that. Do not, you know, of course. And it's funny because Pete Johnson, you mentioned him, he's the biggest one. He changed the industry and he's the one that's trying to tell everyone that I'm the worst thing ever. It's crazy to me that a guy who did a whole series based on monsters and is used like garbage pail kids as like logos and stuff like that I, you know, all of a sudden to him, I'm such a bad guy and I'm poison, as he says, I'm poison to the industry. So I, I don't know where these guys got that. I can tell you that I understand where they're coming from. I, I don't want to say that I don't understand where they're coming from because that's not true. I do. Um, The thing is, we're sold in over 21 shops only. So I, I just don't see where now when you start doing deals with 7-Eleven, like some of the bigger companies in our industry have done, yeah. and you are next to a register where an actual child might be, then yes, I do understand. Um, look, kids don't like cigars. I didn't even like cigars until I was well into my 30s, I guess. Thir- yeah, around 30. Yeah. You know, before that, it's like you sm- you're like smoking it to be cool and you don't. So like. And there are a few special younger people out there. Half of them ch- tend to come to work here. <laughs> uh, I got like 23 year olds. I'm like, oh man, this cigar was my first cigar. And I'm like, really? Oh my gosh. I'm getting people smoking cigars. I don't want to do that. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to make cigars exciting. Cigars are even though. So the numbers, a lot, a lot of these blogs and stuff, they'll tell you that the numbers keep going up, but I think they're including something else in these numbers because the shops are not doing like we know the 90s were the heyday and everyone made a fortune. Right. Like everything people. Right. And then it's been kind of like weird ever since the boutique movement was the heavy metal. Uh, So this is how I describe it. So 
So uh, the boom, the 90s boom was disco, right? And the boutique movement was heavy metal. That's what came right after disco. It couldn't be more opposite the two things. And 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 that worked. And now heavy metal hates me. I'm like rap coming out or, you know, whatever. I don't, you know, I don't want to classify myself, but I, I, it's, it's jazz hated rock and roll. Rock and roll hated hip hop. It, it's just the way it is. So I just don't understand why some of these people were the ones that were push, pushing the envelope then are now like, no, you can't do anything differently than we have. And, well, and that's crazy to me. I, to me, Brian, I think a lot of it is uh, they've, they've made it. And so now it's, mm. this is the status. Mm. This is the status Preach, quo. Baby. This is the sta- <laughs> yeah. Like we're not going to rock the boat. This is the way it's going to be from now on. Like this is our <laughs> new tradition. I'm getting money over here. <laughs> right. Like don't, <laughs> like don't do anything. Don't because it's going right. to take away out, out of my part. And that's not, like honestly, I've had this conversation with countless B and M's. A rising tide raises all ships, mm, and if they just mm. took that, like it's. I it's, told you you were smart, bro. This is, People this don't is, talk like this in cigars, bro. This is supposed this is very to be impressive. About, <laughs> it's supposed to be about community and not tearing each other down. But here's yeah. a, a, another big difference between you and some of the other guys, and yeah. sometimes it works for you, and honestly, uh-huh. sometimes <laughs> it it bites you in the ass. Is you hey. wear you wear your heart on your sleeve, man, and I, and, yeah. and, and I, you you came out when you got back from the from the trade show. I saw mm-hmm. uh, one of your reels on Instagram where yeah. you were talking about how you were depressed, and it wasn't like you yeah. were in a depression and you needed medication, but you had this no. big high from the trade show, and now you're kind yeah. of coming back down to normalcy, and you just kind of felt a little out of out, out of sorts. And everybody feels yeah. that. So you, you're very yeah. open and you're very honest. And sometimes that bites you in the ass because you, you, your filter, I don't know if you have one. So, okay. I just want to say for anyone watching this for the first time, when James says no filter, it's not the same no filter that like Trump or, no. um, you know, one of those type of guys has. It's a different kind of no filter. No, no disrespect to number 45. You know what I'm saying? But I, I'm just saying, uh, uh it's, it's different. I don't want you to think like I just run off at the mouth. It's not that it's I believe in transparency and I believe that it's my superpower. And I believe that with the Internet, uh, it's like the Truman Show. And if I'm going to be the mascot and representative of this company and my writing is going to be in every box and this is going to be representative of me and who I am as a person. And it's this experience that I'm pouring my heart and soul into that I want you to have and you're watching my videos because of me, I need to tell you everything. I'm not just gonna give you the Instagram real moments. I need you to know the truth. And you're right, it doesn't always help me, Um, but it does help you build a relationship with me. And I don't expect everyone, I just wanna say this for the record. I don't expect everyone to like me right off the bat. I don't expect everyone to get me right off the bat. All I expect is for you to do one of those two things, either like me or dislike me, love me or hate me. One of those two things. That's all I ask. Because over time, you will see where I'm going with this. And I believe that even my biggest haters will fall in love with me. It just takes time. The point is, is you paid me that attention. And I appreciate that, whether it's positive or negative. And over time, you'll see what I'm doing. When we look back, we're not going to think about 
that one Instagram post. You might, you might be the one guy in the cigar shop like, yo, I remember he made this post. Okay, but to a newcomer, they're going to go online and they're going to watch a $60,000 documentary we filmed on uh, Peruvian tobacco. They're going to watch... Uh, uh, me going to Costa Rica and and shining light on people who have who are making some of the most expensive and sought after cigars today, and no one will mention who they are. Uh, we're shining light on people who actually make this thing, and so I do use a little bit of that hype, as they call it, because we're doing such great things. Now, if I was some jo over here just doing that for attention, which is what most trolls online do. They just do it for attention. There's no content, there's no substance there. Then yes, I could see exactly what you're saying. But when I when I personally look at a person, I look at all of it. I don't just see their big mouth. I also look at their policy and then I judge, okay? And that's, that's all I ask. And over time, whether you do that or not, over time, you will, you will see the stuff that we're putting out and you'll see that we're working harder than most people do at being a retailer uh, or that most people ever have. And you'll see that there's a human touch and feel to that. And that creates a bigger experience. And then when you peel back that layer, you'll see that there's a whole community of people that love me. Don't all like everything I do, but love me because of my passion and the experience that I provide for them every single month, month in, month out. That's my job to put a smile on their face with those things. So yes, I, I am transparent. And I guess that could be construed as no filter. Um, but I do believe that it creates a powerful leader that can give you the good and the bad. That's life, man. You take the good, you take the bad, you take it all the day. <laughs> the facts of life. My I new cigar, it. the facts of life. The I new, love the it. new cigars coming I, out. I love it. I dig it. You it said changes at every third. <laughs> every third. Every third. <laughs> like clockwork. Like clockwork. Right. Yeah, it's like boom. <laughs> Let me. Okay, so there's a lot there to unpack, uh, and I have heard people compare you to uh, President Trump, like a direct Oof. comparison. I have too. I hate. Yeah, you got to That's like, tough. That's got to weird you out a little bit, right? Because uh, I, I think it's just flavor of the month. Whoever was the most outspoken person that month, they would probably outspoken. say. You're always yeah. outspoken. And there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. You were always outspoken. But part of me, and, and, and I'm going to ask you this point blank. There's, yes. a, there's a book uh, written by a man named Eric Bischoff. I'm not sure if you're familiar with his work. If you okay. used to watch uh, pro wrestling back in the day, uh, where controversy creates cash sure that was his whole point yeah. to everything he did if we create enough controversy we will we will have an influx of cash yeah 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 well this isn't professional wrestling i'll say that okay no. but um i don't think i go out of my way to create controversy i go out of my way to create excitement and by the way, like my latest endeavor that got people a little upset was me calling out a publicly traded company in our industry that for the second time in a row has put out a product that had paint on it that is a toxic fume. These are my customers too, people. You're hurting my people. I, I'm, what am I, am I not? Is, why wasn't everyone saying something about that? Because right. in the cigar business, we all just talk shit about each other behind our backs. Never out in public. That's bullshit. I don't subscribe to that, man. I think I'm just saying the things that a lot of other people won't say. And again, you don't have to like that. All I ask is, is that you understand 
that I don't make this. I curate this. I've studied this game for the last 10 years. I've gone to a lot of the factories and farms. I've spoken to people that even the master blenders don't want me to talk to. I have, I know things that I can get in a room with anyone that actually makes cigars, tell them two or three things and they'll look at me and be like, damn, you know your shit. Okay, that, those are the conversations that I have with people. I am not a blender. I don't plan to be, okay? But I love this thing more than most people and I'm willing to work at it a lot harder than pretty much anyone in our industry. There are some hardworking people in our industry, but then there comes the generational thing where my hard work is kind of smarter because we're using technology and it makes it last forever and go further. And so when I say that I'm hardest working, hardest working also includes smartest working and all that stuff too. Uh, but that's not to detract from anyone uh, in our industry. But I do believe as far as retailers go, I don't know any other online retailer that, that, that loves this thing like I do. And so, um, I'm passionate about it and I care about it. And so, yeah, also, by the way, guys, it's called social fucking media. Pardon my language. Okay. <laughs> Guess what works on social media? What works is doing funny, exciting, viral things. Sometimes that means talking about a guy. Sometimes that means talking about yourself. Sometimes it means, you know, putting a a, 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 a clown costume on and, eat, and eating McDonald's, like whatever, man. It's <laughs> We're content creators now and people don't want to compete with me on that level. No, so, and I don't think they can. I mean, if you take a look at your Instagram, you have 110,000, somewhere around there, followers yeah. on Instagram. And it's yeah. a, a, a large amount for a cigar company. In fact, there are only a few other cigar-centric folks who have that many. And, yeah. and it, you are in the top, Five, definitely in the top 10. They just know where to go buy the uh, <laughs> go buy the followers. Don't look at followers. You know what? Don't look at followers. Look at engagement. That's what I want you to look at. When you look at my page, forget the followers. Look at the engagement. You're, you're seeing some posts get almost a thousand comments in cigars. That's never really happened before. And so I'm proud of that. And I'm excited about that again, because in the end, this isn't about my personal gain. This is about us shining light on the actual people who make cigars. And so if I have to act like an asshole to get you to pay attention so that you watch that documentary when it comes out, I have no problem doing that. The only thing that that I, I will say that um, someone asked me a PCA, do you regret anything? There was one thing that I did that I regret and I was uh, drunk. I was uh, on a live, never do lives when you're drunk. <laughs> no. And uh, although that's what helped build this business, if I'm being honest. So, but at some point you got so many people watching, you got to be careful. So, uh, and, and, and I said something that I, I didn't, I wasn't proud of, you know, and it, and it's not, it was nothing to, I, I guess I should kind of give context. I just called someone a name, uh, uh, a stupid name, like nothing like uh, I had nothing to do with super anything. Offensive. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was still like, that was, that was, that was uh, in poor uh, taste of me. I called someone a bimbo and that was, that was silly. That was, that was wrong of me. And, 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 and by the way, what kind of man talks about a woman on, you know, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. When I went back and watched the tape, <laughs> I didn't like that move. So that that's something that I won't repeat. You know, there's um, not a lot of folks that would own up to that, even in this day and age. I know there's a lot yeah. of contrition that goes around as far yeah. as, you know, I said something that was, but it's always like a canned uh, apology and it never really feels sure. real. And everything with you, like it or not, is very real. Your yeah. passion about it is very real. For, so for you to say that, I think is is it shows a lot uh, about the person who you are. 
Yeah, and thank you. you. And, and you talk about putting these things in context, right? And you can't just take one thing that you say or one reel that you do or one Instagram post that you have and be like, yeah. this, you know, this is him. This is what he, no, it's, it, you have to take the, the entire body of, of work. Yeah. And so I want to talk about uh, the body of work and kind of how you got into it, because you obviously have a passion for this. Where did this passion yeah. come from? Yeah, I ask myself that all the time. I was a uh, musician. I grew up thinking that I was going to be a huge superstar in music. I started out as a rapper and then Eminem came out and it was like, OK, that's not going to work. And so uh, and so I, I took those rap songs and I made them rock songs with this band. And we almost got a record deal. We were very, very close. In fact, we had a lot of people at a lot of our shows. We had oh, wow. residencies all over New York. I mean, I was with a lot of big people. And um, uh, that didn't pan out so well. But I learned how to sing with the rock group. They were like, they kept pushing me. You have a good voice. You have a good voice. You should. And it turns out I can sing like in a... <laughs> kind of a Chris Cornell kind of like nineties grunge rock, like really, really well. Like nice. I got a great voice. Yeah. So I used that. And over time I ended up uh, signing a record deal with LL Cool J when he was retiring. I was his protege for a couple of years. Um, and I, I, once again, I never, ever got that hit song on the radio. Uh, and um, there's a million reasons for that, but I put an expiration date on it, which was 31 and uh, slightly drug addicted. Uh, and was like, okay, <laughs> this is this is i i gotta we gotta make plan b sorry right. sorry plan a i know i always said there was no plan b but there's a plan uh, there's always a plan yeah b. yeah yeah i because i went on a tour i finally got to go on a tour and the lead singer of the other group was like depressed and i mean it was nuts and i was like man i don't want to end up like that and if i work this hard in a regular business i'll be rich so that's what I did. It took a long time to figure out what that business was going to be, but it, it wasn't cigars. So I got into the transportation industry first as a chauffeur. And then um, I got, I, you'll appreciate this. I became a chauffeur. I moved to Miami. I became a chauffeur with no one and nothing. All my stuff's in a van, figured it out. Uh, slept on a park bench in Savannah. I love that town. And uh, so got to Miami and I was like, okay, I, I, I took a couple of jobs. One was at the Apple store in Lincoln Road, which was amazing because I got to meet a lot of cool people. But I last about a week at a job. That's that's a, that, my longest is like a month. If I last a month at a job, you're not managing the place properly. Okay, because I, I am I am the worst employee, not by way of theft or anything. Just I cannot handle uh, working for other people, I guess. And so that was a realization that I had to come to. So I was like, okay, I know what to do. I'm going to become a chauffeur. You don't have a boss on your shoulder all the time. So I became a chauffeur and I was like, one of these days, someone's going to get in the back of this vehicle and they're going to be like, your vehicle is so clean. You're so sharp. I want you to come run my company for me. I really <laughs> thought that that might happen, right? So after like six months, I was like, yeah, none of these people have even asked me my name. So that's probably not going to happen. So I ended up taking a part-time job working phone sales for this lady. And it turns out she was just like lying to customers for sport. And I found it really offensive for some reason. I took real like ethical you know, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like she wasn't like, you know, like like conning people, but it was a lot of lying. And I was like, I could do this the right way. She just doesn't know how to to. And so that's the thing. Like a lot of people in 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 the cigar business, they're like you and your bullshit stories about the cigars, the cigars. 
all have stories. They all have stories. If you go down the line far enough, they have stories. I'm just one of the few people that's willing to do the research and, and tell the story properly because I can tell you the same story two ways. One's really boring and one's really exciting. I think I'll go with the exciting way. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so, you know, like, so, so that's the thing. So I, I just put a spin on what she was doing and figured out a way to tell the truth without losing the sale. And we did really, really well. Uh, and so for the next uh, five years or so, I built that business. Uh, I met my wife. We automated that business. And then we had time to do other things. And uh, I collected cigars. I uh, had to move from a 6,000 square foot house to a 750 square foot apartment. Um, I had to get rid of some of these cigars. I had room, a room full of cigars. And uh, they were all limited edition. And when I went to sell them, none of these mofos would pay me what they were worth. And of I was like, not. how dare you? How <laughs> dare you? These are, I thought these were the next like Jordan situation. Like I thought these were like playing cards where I was going to get more money for it, 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 the more it was aged. And it turns out no one really even understood what cigars I had. So what I did was I decided subscription businesses were really hot. This is like 2016, 17. And so I was like, I'm going to make it a subscription business. If I'm going to sell them for a discount, it's going to be a subscription business. And I'm going to write all about the cigars. And I'm going to make that cigar an experience that you won't forget. And you'll know why it was so special when you smoked it. And you won't be able to get any more because they were coming from my personal stat. And so that's what I did. And uh, long story short, it shit took off like wildfire. So I guess there was a void in the industry. I, I, I don't want to contradict you. But yeah. You're a marketing guy. Yes. You are a marketing guy okay, who, so who has a passion for cigars. In music, I so okay, so in music, I had to learn. So by the time I'm I'm a valid musician that can actually get a record deal, the MP3 comes out. Okay. Um and it destroyed the music industry. Mm -hmm. And what it did was it it what it really did was and the reason why music sucks to a large degree, like people always say, like music sucks. Next generation always says music sucks. Always. But this is like my generation has been like the first time where you're you're actually telling the truth. The music sucks. And the reason why it sucks is because um, computers took over for instruments and and what they also did was they ruined artist development. There yeah. is no artist development. You either got a million hits on your YouTube channel or you can fucking pound rocks. You know what I'm saying? But once you have those million, then we'll give you a record. We don't care what you sound like. It's not about building the perfect album anymore. It's about getting the views. That's it. That's it. So so music has deteriorated in some degrees. And the sad thing is there are some brilliant musicians out there that are overshadowed by complete just clowns out there like everything whatever. is put together by by the record companies themselves now everything is so canned every there's no heart there's no soul there's no yeah. human touch that you talked about yeah there's that too like there it's it's a mix of things but yeah so um that's how i got started in the cigar business all right. Now, why, all right. why I fell in love with cigars and tobacco, I was a big sneakerhead and I was like, yo, I'm getting too old for this shit. So I got into cigars. I was sitting in a cigar shop. I still didn't really enjoy cigars at the time. But and someone asked me this. Lincoln Salazar from Enthusiast Report, formerly uh, formerly of um, uh, Cigar and Spirits magazine, um, he asked me the, the, uh, the, a question. He said, well, what what is it? Is it business or is it the cigars? And I was like, oh, my God, like it, it, you can watch me like deduce <laughs> it in my head. It's neither. 
It's actually the people that make these are like my my uh, Ken Griffey Juniors and my Jordans like AJ is is the goat like th th these are I'm following their work and I'm getting their progress in the cigar, right? I'm getting the progress of science in the cigar. I'm getting the progress of tradition in the cigar. All these things meeting with uh, 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 ego and you can't get the cigars that we get off a lot of shelves. We did the passion that gets put into cigars for Pravada is a little extra because these people know that there's 10,000 young people out there that are going to be judging it, talking over the water cooler about it on their social media apps and stuff. And so we get really good stuff and then we age it in a way that no one else ages. So we have really, really good stuff. And so it, it makes you even more of a fan of these people. So you're a fan of these people, first and foremost, you're a fan of yeah. AJ, you're a fan of folks in the industry. So yeah. how, and, like how, when it, when they talk about you mm -hmm. in a non-positive way, mm -mm. how much does that hurt? James, because, because here's James, the thing. let me, let me, let me, here, okay. wait, 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 hold on uh, here, because people, it's easy to look at you as a character, yeah. as this persona that you put out and, and, and to forget that there is a person behind that persona. But I am that person. This is me on and off camera. Like you said, I wear my heart on my sleeve. I say it when I'm feeling bad. So how, I say it when I'm feeling good. That's gotta hurt. It's gotta so, hurt when these people start. No, talking I'll tell shit. you why it does. I'll tell you why it doesn't. Name me one motherfucker that actually puts his hands on tobacco that has said that about me. Everyone that makes cigars loves Pravada. They love me. What I'm doing is pointing out the posers. And they're fucking mad. The heirs to things. The uh 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 the guy that you know happened to get lucky with a relationship and just held on for at all costs. But when you talk to the people that actually make cigars, they love what I'm doing to the umph degree. So I haven't had that experience yet, and I can't tell you that. If it was, I would tell you that that person was misguided. Um, I, there's there's again. There's different levels to this. I'm talking about people who actually put their hands on it, not just the name behind the cigar, right? Okay. So I haven't had that experience yet. Okay. I'm waiting. Let, let me change gears here a little bit. You're waiting. <laughs> all I'll defiant, let you know. All defiant. You're like, I'm fucking waiting, motherfucker. You'll get, right. you'll get the Instagram post. You'll, I'll tell you how sad I am, and then we'll move on. <laughs> all right. Let, let me change gears a little bit. So uh, you haven't always had the best relationship with the PCA. And, okay. and, and, and I think that a lot of that is, if I'm being honest, is on the PCA's side. That's their fault. Okay. Uh, because I don't think they should be trying to regulate the industry. I don't think that's <laughs> their, I don't think that's where they should be. All right. Uh -huh. Look, if I don't think the government should, should censor right. what we're doing, I don't think the PCA well, should censor what we're doing. Well, now, hold on now. Let's, but, let's, uh, let's, let's see, okay. see, see okay. You're, going, you're going into this, but like, my uh -huh. question is this, I, I saw last year, um, I think it was probably about a year ago, you were mm -hmm. in Washington, you went to the PCA mm -hmm. offices. Was that kind of like a, for you, is that a, let's make nicey nice kind of deal? Like kiss the ring. I'm here. Like, let's, let's do business. Is that what that was? 
I don't know exactly what that was. I think it was intended to be something like that. It turned out to be something, none of the, so here's one thing I'll say about myself. I'm super confident in all my decisions, but almost none of them turn out the way that I expect them to. So it's just like, if you do enough things, something's going to work. Right. But like most of the time, what works is not like, I never thought the cookie monster was good. I just did it as kind of a spoof. And I was like, I just put it in the box. Next thing you know, I got my neighbor who doesn't even smoke cigars coming to my house with his phone hey man can you get me this cigar can you get me this? and i'm like i, I yeah i can actually i got like ten thousand of them yeah so <laughs> the price just doubled so <laughs> so, so I, I think that it was it was um it was intended to be that way it was like okay look we did. We caused all the noise. We did all the bad boy shit. That's fine. It's five years now. Now we're a legit company. I'm not going to pretend like we're doing, you know, we're out of left field all of a sudden. It, we did that already. Now let's, what's the next step? What does adolescence look like? Right. And so uh, I, I would think if we're going to be in the cigar business, we should probably generate a relationship, be it whatever it becomes uh, with the PCA. Right. Because they certainly have done a fantastic job of making themselves the protector of the industry. The, 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 when you are just spoon fed the industry, the PCA is the, the, they're the protector of the industry. That's sure. how it is sure. told to you. And, and that goes all the way up the line. No one breaks that chain. And I really don't want to be the person that does either. So I'm like, let me go in there and 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 say hello. Um, and and let's get some stuff out of the way. Um, and so so we did that. And um, I made a sort of a impromptu deal, and I decided to spend some of my resources on after meeting them and finding out what really goes on at the PCA to try to tell that story. Remember, that's all I'm doing with tobacco. I'm going out, I'm getting the information, and I'm coming back and telling it to you guys in an educative and fun way, okay? And so, edutainment. Infotainment. There you go, infotainment. So so I'm like, okay, uh, um, let me get the camera guy. Let's go back. Let's film. DC is kind of cool. It's fall. I live in Florida. It is summer all year round. And I'm like, I love fall. I love wearing a winter coat. Like, let's go back and we'll, and, you know, and it's all on my dime, by the way. I'm paying thousands and thousands of dollars to do all this shit. I must spend a quarter million dollars a year on multimedia that no one else in our industry spends. And, and it's not just because it's marketing. It's because this shit has to be documented. What we're doing in cigars has never really been done before. And this level of quality of cigars, like I said, science meeting tradition, it hasn't been done. There's never been an AJ before. This guy no. is on, on a whole, it's, it's crazy. So like, we have to document this. This is is the most special time in cigars in my opinion okay so i went back i made the commercial i put out the commercial we'll call it a commercial i always call everything a commercial uh the picture business i made a picture <laughs> i made and, a picture and, yeah <laughs> and 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 i put it out all over the internet and it did really well it got like 10,000 views which is a lot in cigars right yeah. and um and then they like buried it at the bottom of an email that they put out and it didn't even have a picture. And I was like, guys, I went up there. I spent like six, seven grand doing this. I had it. I thought we were on the same page. And they're like, yeah, I, but I already know what that's about because donors 
put pressure on them to hate us. That's why the article came out in the first place. They're looking for an enemy. It it conjures up, it conjures up this stuff, this chutzpah, this uh, <laughs> this energy. You know what yes, I mean? Yes. And everyone, thri- I thrive on the shit. You so know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So you're okay being the bad guy. If they oh, want to portray yes. you as the bad guy, you're yes. okay being the bad yes. guy. Yes, 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 yes. Do you think you play into that? Sometimes you're like, well, if they're going to make sure. me the bad guy, fuck it. I'm I've done be the that. Bad. I go through, a, I'm just like everyone else. I'm maybe even more manic than most people. And I go through an array of things every week. Every week I have a new idea of who I want to be in six months or, or, or 12 months from now. You know, um, the long game stays the same is there's going to be this legacy. You are going to talk about me in cigars like, like fucking, you know, I don't know, uh, 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 Elon Musk in electric cars or, 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 you know, I will be one of the, 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 the great names of this industry because I'm bridging a gap between two worlds that really couldn't exist. The only people that were doing this before were doing it in writing. And unfortunately people refuse to read now. So yeah, those the, the 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 work of people uh, uh, as great as uh, David Savona and, and people that did all the things that I'm doing on video before me, just literary, it, it will be forgotten if if something uh, uh, if they don't allow me to tell their story or someone else like me to tell their story. And yeah. I beg them all. I beg them all. By the way, that thing I did with the PC, I beg everyone, please let me come show the world who you really are, because you, my friend, are having trouble communicating this because I didn't know that the PCA did the stuff that you guys are doing in the office in front of me. And I don't think it was a song and pony dance. They are working. They are also lobbyists in a, in a bureaucratic industry, in a bureaucratic place. The whole place pisses me off. No one's working the way that I know work. It's different kind of work. You know what I'm saying? They actually work harder in some ways, but for for me, I make a product. I sell a product. I earn and provide a service that I understand. I don't get down with the other stuff where it's really gray as to, did we need this guy this year? Well, you know, he does have that relationship with, and it's like, okay, you know, I, I just, I lose it with that stuff. I'm an earner and I like, I like people that earn also. I respect that. Yeah. It's the, it's the politics, like quite literally. Don't like and, that and, part. And I hate yeah. it, but it's, yeah. also the, it's also the politics of the industry. Yeah. Do you think uh-huh. that, that because you've, are so transparent and you put everything out there and yeah. in, in the age of, you know, the Kardashians that uh-huh. when people see that and they see these big productions that you do, cause you just yeah. said you spent $250,000. Yeah. They see that they, they look at it and go, well, he can't be for real. This is all disingenuous. This isn't really who he is. This is all a fucking act. No, you watch me for five minutes and you'll see where my heart is. But you, people don't clear. watch for five minutes. You say well, they don't, that, they you say will, they don't they read, will. but they don't, they yeah. look at, Look, they, they, I, I but they people, will eventually. May, I think because you force them to, because you okay. are so out there, you it, like you grab their I attention. Two examples for you. Number one, I was the biggest Nas fan in the world. Okay, growing up in the New York region, Pennsylvania, uh, I was the biggest Nas fan in the world. I did not like Jay Z. Uh, Nas and Jay Z, ten years later, have this epic battle. <laughs> Yeah, they both put out a song talking ish about each other, right? (laughs) The two guys are best friends now, by the way. That's what I hope. That's what I hope people understand about all this bickering in life and in social media. You'll be their friend one day. I I always believe that, and I always act that way in my mind. So anyway, uh, Nas destroys Jay Z 
it wasn't even a competition. It was insane. <laughs> and I felt actually bad for Jay. And I started listening to his music. And I'm now a bigger Jay-Z fan than I am a Nas fan. <laughs> I also hated Floyd Money Mayweather. I hated him more than anyone. I love Floyd so much now. It's unbelievable. Like, I I want to put a picture of him on my wall. I, I think he's a genius. I think to come from where he came from and to work as hard as he worked and to do all the right things in the face of major, major corruption uh, 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 is just genius in itself. And then to have the mental wherewithal to play the media. He became this thing. Even his friends... 50 Cent, his friends with him at the time, he's telling him, please stop, stop doing, this is a guy who got shot to be famous. Uh, please stop, don't do this to yourself. You're ruining your career. And he said, no, 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 my man. All energy is the same. Doesn't matter if you love me, doesn't matter if you hate me, as long as you're giving me your energy. Because eventually, you're going to see things differently. You change. Everybody and you does. Things, yeah. And, and and you'll see things differently. And so eventually all these people that hate me, I do believe that 10 years from now, they're going to turn around. And go, Damn, you know what? All that other shit that I was into, that guy's out. I see his Instagram. Now he's out on a golf course doing bullshit. And this one, they didn't leave anything. Boxes of cigars are not something that are not the only thing you should be leaving behind if you truly love tobacco. So I'm leaving big, big things, and I'm really proud of that. And it's all in the form of multimedia that should last the test of time because it's shot pretty well. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. You have a high yeah. production quality to what you do. Thanks. You Thanks. really do. You really do. And you, Shout you, out to the staff, man. I mean, these guys, are, you know, help me make you it know, I, I see you every once in a while. You'll, you'll do your own, you know, uh, Instagram or live or your reels or whatever. You'll show the guys, and they got their cameras, and they're, like, ready yeah. to go. And so, so much fun. fun. It's fun to see that. But you talk a lot about legacy and you talk about a lot. Uh, you talk a lot about what you want to leave behind and not yeah. just not just make your mark on the industry, but change nah. it for the better. Yeah. And why is that? Because you're a young guy. It's not like you're yeah. in your 60s and you're, you're you know, oh, my life's starting to wind down. I want to start yeah. thinking about legacy. You're a young guy and you're like, I want to leave something more than just boxes of cigars. I've always wanted to um, create good in a global level. Uh, and that's why I spent 17 years of my life, you know, chasing a dream of music. I thought that my words would heal people somehow or something, or they were necessary at the time for the general public. I don't know what I thought, uh, but those were the ideas that I had or what come to mind when I think back. Um, I think it's a few different things. One, I love the idea of righting a wrong and making an injustice, bringing justice to that injustice. I love that. That is my rebel pain in the ass that likes to poke <laughs> you in the rib side. That's I love flipping something on its head like that because we're talking about an industry where the more I got to know about it, the more I was like, holy shit, I've just been lied to constantly. Wow. Oh, my God. This person is not who I thought they were. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. This guy never even has been to Nicaragua. Holy shit. You've never even been. And that's this is like the mental thing that went on for years until the point where my head exploded and then Clark's head exploded. And we were just like. We got left. We were actually depressed from that for a couple of weeks. There was one person in particular we worked with that 
just disappointed to the umph. Don't meet your heroes, kids. Uh, <laughs> Never, ever meet yeah. your heroes. Never. No, that's kind of how that went. And and then I was like, wow, well, they're really doing a good job of hiding the people that are actually making the product. And so that's what I set out to do. Shine a light on those people. That's what I do. That's that, that's a noble thing to do. We try to do that here as well. Shine a light on yeah. some of the smaller brands. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like the mainstream is the mainstream. And like I said earlier, it's a status quo. And, yeah. But there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of good in this industry. Yeah. But when we talk about the industry, uh, I believe Nick Melillo said it, uh, said it uh, on the show famously once. I, I yeah. asked him what the industry was like. And he said, imagine a card table in the Old West. And everybody, all the, all, all the players, all, all the industry sitting around the card table, they're playing cards. And above the above the table, they're all drinking. They're all having a good time. They're they're laughing. Underneath the table, everybody has their guns drawn on everybody else. Is that mm. true? No. 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 The truth. You, if you want the truth, the truth is that they, yeah, they, they're, uh, they're so drunk that they don't even realize. And I'm not saying figure. Is it real? I'm. I'm not saying in reality they're drunk. They're so. I look at the industry kind of like that, except. Their guns are broken, most of them. Uh, there's no bullets in the gun. There's no threat. They some of these people think that they're a threat. They're no threat. There's no they're no threat. The threat is your IP, I guess. But see, Nick, Nick has done a, a fantastic job uh with his uh brand. Um, he and I haven't always seen eye to eye. And it's a shame because I think based on a conversation that we had once where we, we were friendly, um, it, it didn't, the conversation didn't go well. And then years passed and I kind of like reached back out and, and he's a very open-minded person. So I'm sure on some level, he either forgives me or forgives me enough that we say hello when we see each other. But it seems as though like that's a relationship that's going to take a longer time to mend. And really, there really was never a relationship there. I don't think he ever trusted me or thought that I had good intentions from the beginning. And so after a few years of that, I just kind of got frustrated with that and was like, fuck you kind of thing. And he was like, oh, fuck me. No, fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck and, you yeah. and yeah, and, and that's and that's how it went. But ultimately, I think Nick's a beautiful person. I can see it in him when I look at him that he's a good person. And I think he pours his heart and soul into his product. And I think that his boxes of cigars are more special than other people's boxes of cigars. Uh, and I think that the product is more special than a lot of people's product. And I think that he even somehow works with AJ and gets AJ or whatever. They're, listen, you're not walking into the chef's kitchen and not getting any feedback from the chef. That ain't happening. Right. So my point is, is he's working in collaboration with, with AJ, which is something most people can't even do. No, That doesn't laugh. That doesn't work for most people. AJ is not that guy. So he's a special person. And I hope that one day he'll get to know me for real, for real. Um, is there anybody in the, in the industry you'd like to work with? I always say the in, industry is more incestuous than people realize because everybody mm -hmm. works with everybody else and they're always... Mm -hmm making deals, trading tobacco, all that kind of stuff happens behind the scenes. But is there anybody in the industry that you want to work with that you haven't yet? Um, the, the goal was always to work with Pete Johnson. That was always my intention from the beginning. I actually started Pravada with Pete in mind, Tatuaje and the monsters and the limited edition stuff. That was, that was my goal. Pete took one look at me before the club was even anything. It was like, no, thank you. I'm not working with you. Um, 
what he saw in me then, I don't know, but it's definitely like grown since. And it's, you know, and then, and then like the worse it got, the more like I would push back and he didn't like that. So the worse his anger or, or concern for me was, and it just got totally out of control, but it's ironic. He, him and his brand are part of the reason why I started Pravada in the first place. And I told them that right from the jump, but you know, um, I think some people are, uh, I think there's, there's two things. If the answer that you're looking for, I sum up in a different way. And this is what I'll tell you. This is my take on the industry. Um, tobacco is a woman. It's a woman. And it's a very Latin romantic industry. Okay. But tobacco is a woman and that woman fucks other people. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's okay when you're not, watching it happen but when you watch it happen you get so fucking jealous and so angry even i have to contain myself sometimes there are some things that i see sometimes where i'm like bro it's just like relax relax calm down let them have a win golf clap <laughs> now go back to the drawing board and come up with something better you know what i'm saying so so that's that's my thing. That's how I handle. But not a lot of people can do that. A lot of us are very susceptible to the impulse of jealousy and envy. And that shit gets ugly. Um, and I would imagine, James, it is very, very hard for someone that's been in love with this thing like a woman that's been doing this for 20 years. And I think it'd be and like they're just engaged to her now like yeah. i think it'd be really fucked up to see that happen in three to five years but do you think you know but, but do you think those people like you could have a conversation with those people and maybe not sway them to your side so much but at least they would walk away from that conversation with a newfound respect for what you do. If they, if you had a personal. Yeah. I had that twice at, at, at uh, PCA. I had it once with one of Fuentes guys, uh, Jose Blanco, um, which I believe uh, we both walked away from that conversation in a much better place. Let me tell you, uh, I can tell why they hired him to, you know, kind of do what he's doing. He's running the, the, you know, the sales side or I don't, I have his title in front of me, but I know he's a big deal there. Yeah. And um, I, I could see why companies would hire someone like that. He's a dynamic guy who can get down at any level. Uh, and within five minutes, um, you know, it was really funny because there was another guy there and he was like, I'm, I, I'm, I gotta go. And he, he ran. <laughs> hey, I'm serious, man. It was like, I was like, bro, you know, it's not that serious. But, you know, uh, Jose, you know, wanted to first put me in my place. And I was cool. You know, I, listen, I'm the younger man here. I have no problem. I'll take a little shit. I don't, I, you know, that's not, my ego is not the thing that drives this. Um, and so, and then after I listened to him, he listened to me, which was very kind of him. And um, I believe that, you know, there is some relationship. I'm hoping that he can pass that along to Carlito. I think it'd be really sad and silly for me to not be able to tell the story of that family the way that we do it. Because as you kind of alluded to, we kind of have the best media in cigars. I'm you not do. I'm not here. I'm not bragging. I'm no, just saying do. like you we're do. at a different level than most. And it would be sad and silly to not allow us to tell the story of a famed family like the Fuentes, who I have a ton of respect for. And I love how even some of the people that like, oh, by the way, someone can fall 
in love with you that hated you, people that love you can fall. It's it happens. Oh, yeah. I've oh, seen yeah. it with people that like it's like you're by my side and then Oh shit, where's it? <laughs> Where'd you go? Oh my God, did that guy just write that on his Facebook? Like, holy shit, it's crazy. So, so um, there's a lot of that. I forget where I was going with it, but oh, um, one of my one of my people was like, Oh, you you kind of like uh made fun of him, and now you're saying you respect him. Now you're kissing his ass because you need and I'm like, I don't need anybody, and he doesn't need me. I I I will kiss a man's ass like that because the family legacy, the the whole thing. I will make a joke on social media. I didn't know that people didn't have a a sense of humor. (laughs) I I thought it was going to be funny and it would go away and that's it. And everyone would win. It wasn't looked at that way. And I understand we're coming from different cultures too. And I hope that that they can understand that too. I come from a total different place and I totally respect. It's a generational thing. Like you said, like you said earlier, it's a generational thing. Yeah. You know, you are able to, to leverage social media in a way that they're not. And some yeah. people will look at that and go, well, you have this platform. Why did you say that? Like out right. of all the things you could say, you said that. And you're like, no, I got, man, it's just a I fucking got, joke. I got, I got people still to this day, big players in this industry. Carly, why would you do him of all people? Him, why would you? Say, and I'm like, it was a joke, man. It, it wasn't meant to be serious. I knew he was, they were all talk. I knew that whole PCA article was about me. I, you know, come on, man. Ezra's been at it forever. They've been doing the same thing. It's just they didn't get the pl- the, the play that we do. And some other people, you know, Caldwell's tried to do this shit forever and he never got the play that we did. So it, it took off and, and, and it's cool. And I, but I also want to say, I understand clearly where the PCA is coming from. I, I do say this though, James, I, I see it in you. You don't even have to tell me anything right now. I watched your reaction. That's the that's the reaction most of this industry has when the, that name comes up, the PCA. It's like no one knows if they're supposed to really support this thing, but they do it anyway because God, you know, I don't want to be the one guy that does it. And and it's just it's just fucking weird. And so my thing was, no, I'm watching you guys work. I'm in your office. Let me show this to the public. Yeah. And the truth is it didn't really do that much. It wasn't yeah, like, no, you know, people but, were beating on their door for like volunteer their time. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, that's cool. That's what the PCA is. But at least they have an understanding of what because I didn't even really have an understanding of what the PCA is. But the truth of the matter is the PCA is just a trade organization. They're, uh, they're there to put on a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. But where did the FDA come in and get into well, this? I, I don't mean, understand some, that part. <laughs> well, because somebody has to stand up to him. So the PCA okay. Said, what about yeah, CRA? CRA yeah. sounds like they're doing a good job. I got two emails last week. One was yeah. we just kicked their we one was we we just kicked their ass. And the other one was like, we helped those guys kick, kick their, their ass. ass. And I was like, yeah. maybe I should be supporting the CRA after this, these this chain of events. So I have my own issues with with both organizations. I think the mm-hmm. CRA is not nearly as transparent as they need to be with what mm. they do and how they do it. Uh, how dare mo- you? How money goes. dare you, yeah, James? No, I know, Jesus. Right? I know. I'm a terrible fucking person. Uh, <laughs> and the PCA has a PR problem. The, is in, it's just, no. the, la- it's just no. the lack of it's the lack of PR. But I want to talk about <laughs> once <I> wanna, again. <laughs> how fucking dare you? I know. How, how, how dare I? Jesus, you're just telling it like it is out here. <laughs> But uh, but I want to talk about the PCA real quick and the FDA yeah. because yeah. they really did come after you and they came after Risty. Uh, well, about, the FDA did not come after No, anyone. they came after who they should have gone after. And I like Drew Estate, but they went after Drew Estate. And I understand I, why. Because I agree with you. 
What? Who? He, how? How did they? How did they? Well, because they were. Estate? They mentioned. They mentioned Drew Estate in their in their report. Like they by mentioned name. other people too. Yeah, yeah, they did. But other people that wrote those letters. <laughs> but, uh, but I thought that was funny as hell. I'm like, why is no one talking about this? What in the fuck? I'm winning this battle and no one is talking no one's about talking, this. But I want to uh, talk about it because you yeah. made the point once where, look, my shit, the shit that I sell, that what I do yeah. is behind a fucking door that, yeah. that doesn't sell to kids. It, yeah. Kids can't see it. They don't know shit about it. I can't yeah. market it anywhere where kids can no. see it. There's no way they'd see it. But if it's in a fucking grocery store, they see it every time they're in there yeah. with their mom or their dad or whatever. Yeah. And I yeah. agree with you. I think that's bullshit. And it's flavored. Oh, boy. What are we talking about here, guys? This isn't even in the same league. This is right? like next to Big League Chew. No, 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 no. It doesn't make sense no. to me. No. So that's how you invite the FDA. I'm not stupid. Okay, that's right. how you invite the FDA. You you do it by not separating yourself. You do it by getting involved in every other sales. You sell it next to the bubble gum, and the FDA should should listen to me. Should have something to say. You're Absolutely. selling it to the general public. If you're selling it in cigar, we have a special thing. It's sold in cigar shops and cigar lounges. There's adults there. The only women that walk in can stand the smell of the stuff. They're mature people. They they sit down. They have a cigar. They have a laugh. They can talk to people from different walks of life. This is cigars, baby. It's a great equalizer. And when you keep it separate, we'll be able to keep it separate. But when you start trying to one up the competition by getting in 7-Eleven, the liquor yeah. stores weren't enough. There's never enough. This premium cigar industry is sort of a joke in a sense because none of the co companies that make their money are making money off premium cigars. That's my opinion. But that's true, man. Bro, come on, man. No, all I don't disagree. All I the companies disagree. with big money, you go walk around their factory and you're like, Oh, wait. Oh, I get it now. This is just, this is like the, the racehorse. This is the racehorse. They go down to the track. They take the picture with the racehorse. Then they go up in the stands and they have an old fashioned with their friends while they puff a cigar and gamble on a horse race. And that's a beautiful thing for a wealthy person to do. But the real nitty gritty where the dollars and cents are made are at gas stations and, and the back of the cigar shop that you go to where you won't even look at those products. Right. That's where the real money is. It's a volume no, game and it's weird. I don't even understand. You're not wrong. I can't tell you how many times the biggest question I get as somebody in the media is, mm -hmm. you know, what is, what's true estate going to do when the FDA comes down and says no more uh, flavored cigars, what Swisher going to drop them? Cause that's where Swisher makes their money. Yeah. And I'm like, I know what's going to happen. Tell me. I think Jonathan Drew will buy it back. Oh, that'd be incredible. <laughs> oh. You man. I asked him that and he was like, they're doing way too well to, to, you know, buy it back. So yeah. But I mean, happened. if, if, if Swisher wants to drop it because now there's no flavored cigars, I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think so. And, and I think over, just over time it'll happen. Like it happened in California already, but they're still yeah. selling all this stuff. It's, there, where there's a will, there's a way. And I just don't I just don't see it happening. I didn't see the um substantial equivalence thing happen no. happening either, but I didn't want to be that would really have been a cocky young punk to just walk <laughs> in the industry at half the age of everyone else and be like, Yo, for you guys, hey, what are you guys even thinking about over here? Like I'm just doing whatever <laughs> I want to do. And so and I also thought it would create way more attention on what I was doing in a in a really bad way. That I didn't want. I didn't want that. I didn't want 
to look like I was thumbing my nose at any big organization. I, I, that's not what I was trying to do. They picked me. And that's another thing I'll say. Everyone talks all this shit. I'm a defensive player. It's just I fucking dominate on defense. Like I I when they say like a, the best offense is a great defense, you know, it's the dumbest saying in every sport. Right. Best <laughs> offense is great defense. You're like, no, I finally understand what that means because if you dominate on defense, no one will even try to score on you. And that's where I'm at now. I got no one that even wants to try to mess around. And that's not fun. <laughs> so damn it, somebody get your balls up and let's go. <laughs> Brian doesn't. He's the Joe Dumars of the, uh, the cigar industry. There, <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so much older than you. I'm so sad. I'm who is it? So, if it's a sports guy, reference, I, he's the I guy don't who know. locked down Jordan. Oh, played oh, for the damn. Detroit yeah, Pistons. It's a, locked it's down a Jordan. Sports yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a sport, it's sports. Ball. You could have said AI. He put him on his ass too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. All right, so let me ask you this. Let, let, like, yeah. so you you've said that you're kind of in the sophomore season, the adolescence, yeah. if you will, of 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 uh, your business. Where do you see yourself, Pravada Club, uh, and the Limited Cigar Association? Where do you see those in five years? I, I, okay. I mean, there's two different sites. Like, there's what you want to happen, which is a wish, and there's what you, uh, you know, what will happen. Um, I believe that we're going to be bigger than Cigars International at selling ultra premium cigars. I believe that we will be the biggest. I don't think there's any real competition for us. And I think now it's just a matter of time. My consumers will get older. They'll get better jobs. They'll have more spending money. They'll spend more of it here. They'll get more of their service that they want here. The I know my customers, by the way, like I still like email two hours a day with people. Uh, uh, yeah, and if anyone wants to reach me out there, it's info at provadacigarclub.com. Just put Brian in the subject. I will get back to you. Um, and uh, it's just like, yeah, I just don't see any other way than us. I see them trying to buy us. I see maybe JR trying to buy us, but I don't see, uh, or or maybe one of the others, but I don't see uh, uh, well, us not the, dominating. That, that's the new American dream, isn't it? Build something and sell it for $200 million. You know, it was for me uh, until very recently. Uh, $200 million. I have to take that. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not a, I'm kind of fucking. Everybody well, has a price. I'll be flying you down to Florida <laughs> to the yacht with yes, uh, 10,000 of my other friends. And we'll be doing that. Um, oh, I would throw the biggest rager that anyone's ever seen if we sold for that kind of money. But I'm not for sale, not especially for something that actually makes sense on on a on a napkin or a contract. Like if you look at my numbers and what, you know, like 10 times EBITDA is or whatever they do, you know, to get these, these valuations, I, I, I'm, you'd have to value me, evaluate me like a dot com where it's, it's not what it's worth now. It's what it's going to be worth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that would be really hard, man. I feel like not that I owe anyone, but my members built this. This is their thing. This is their community. They they created this actual movement. They put strength in my words. And so I'm not uh, in a rush to lose that feeling anytime soon. Um, I love it. I'm, I keep saying it over and over. I'm not only one of the luckiest, I'm the luckiest guy in the cigar industry. I'll tell you that, but I'm, I'm not, maybe not just the cigar, maybe one of the luckiest people in the world. I don't know anyone that has this much gratification in their work on a daily basis. I get emails that make me cry, that make me smile, uh, that make me happy. Some make me angry. And I, I go back to the drawing. I, you know, does this, is this, that's one thing I will say, man, if, if someone makes you angry or tells you something negative and, and your only reaction is to just be mad with them about it, 
that's not an intelligent reaction. And if you don't mind being a not so intelligent person, that's fine. Just ignorance is bliss. It's true. So if that's, if you 100%. can live like that, great. Yeah. Great. Um, I'm not one of those people. And although I'm also not looking to have someone, I mean, I can sift out the the bad from the good pretty quickly, but the, the, the negative comments get read just as much, if not more as the positive comments, because there is some truth to their negative. That person says something for a reason. That's how they feel. They may have said it in form of a joke, but there's some truth there. And I want to know why and how, and if I should try to correct it. And if I should, how I can try to correct it. And so I learned a lot from the people that trolled me and believe you me, uh, our, our, you know, the, the guy that we talked about earlier, isn't the only one from the industry. There was someone from a retailer who very early on, uh, he's an online troll and he's actually like a master at it. He's big in message boards and has uh, multiple yeah. identities. And, and early on, he, he said things online and spread these fake. I mean, these guys go so far as to have fake whole threads, like Reddit threads, fake using IP addresses that are different and creating this whole story. That's that a makes level of give a shit that I just don't have. <sighs> Come on. Life's too short for that. Right? Life's too short for that. That's that's not. If that's you could not. say one thing to yeah. the people, to the haters, yeah. to the haters, what would you say to oh, them right motherfucking now? Motherfucking hate. <laughs> 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 uh, sorry for all the cursing. I don't no, usually curse. Fine. We, but, uh, we, we're, we're good I'm here. feeling good. I'm feeling good tonight. <laughs> and, and, and I'm so happy to be interviewed by someone who's thinking and who's, uh, who's uh, uh, unbiased. I try my uh, best to be unbiased man. because you can't, if I bring my bias into it, then it it's not really an interview and I don't get to know the person the way they want the world to know. Them. Everyone I, should be watching you. I need to start uh, watching I, you. No, I appreciate I, that, I'm going to start posting this stuff in places. And I want people to watch you because this is the, probably the best interview I've ever had. Um, so I guess the, 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 I, if you hate me, I would just make you, I would say something to make you hate me more <laughs> I, because yeah, I can't change your mind. It's like changing someone's mind on their political party. No, that, that shit takes years. It takes decades. You'll come around later, but, but you know, I would be something very wise ass. I don't know. I, I have nothing. I have nothing to say. I, it would be like, like, bro, I just keep, you know, whatever, man. I don't even know what I would say. If someone was like, when someone says I hate you, I, 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 I go in my mind. I'm like, uh, cause if people say it all to you, I don't like your, you know, and I'm just like, uh, am I supposed to engage in this? Cause this is a long conversation to have. I don't right. have the mental energy after running this company all day to have these kind of conversations with people who don't think straight in the first place. So keep hating me, hate me more. Tell all your fucking friends how much you hate my guts and let's go. But, I will say this, when you pick up an LCA cigar, you smoke something out of the Provada pack, you are going to notice a difference in our cigars. You just will. It just will. If you smoke through that three pack, there's going to be one or two of those cigars that are going to be like, holy shit. And by the way, one of those cigars is very, 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 very special. The Salmon. That is very, very special. Really? Yeah. Well, you know that's going to be the next one I smoke, right? That, that's <laughs> I would I would have that on a clean palate. I would I would really pay attention to that cigar because it's it's a very difficult cigar to get made. That's I'll leave it at that. The story on the card will tell you the rest. First thing in the morning tomorrow with a cup of coffee. I'm oh, smoking. Oh, I'm going to email you and I'm going to let you you're know. You're going to love think. it because I, I like. You're going to have a 
mental orgasm thinking about me. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, Brian. That's a weird thing to say. I, I love it though. How I feel about. It. Uh, so what's so, next? Yeah. What's what's next for you, my man? Like where are you going to be? Wanna, where can people find you? I just want to keep bringing smiles to people's faces. The, the the thing about the Pravada box is is every month you don't know the exact date it's going to get there. It usually gets there on this date, but sometimes it's a little early, sometimes it's a little late, and the experience that people have is it, it's like Christmas every single time. It's like oh, had a bad day, my girl broke up with me, the dog died, whatever. But my damn Pravada box is here just in time and they open it up and they see all the stuff that I've been working on for them for the past 30 days and aging for the past two, three years. Did you notice the age statements on those? I, yeah, I did. You can I come did. to my warehouse and verify those with with actual shipment uh, invoices. OK, so nothing I do is is that that, you know. It's oh, not this one. I found I found this one <laughs> at this guy's factory. They moved a crate and it was behind the back door. Oh, and, God, you I know, hate that. <laughs> all, you know, I, I, bro, come on, man. Come I on. hate that. Come on. So, so, that, so yeah. that's it. So you can find me at info at provadascarclub.com shop at provadascarclub.com. We are not shipping our proceeds overseas like most of our bigger competition. We're an American made, American owned, family owned company uh, that is an equal opportunity employer. Um, and uh, yeah, man. So uh, we're good people. And uh, uh, other than that, you can find me on Instagram. Follow me at, at Pravada Cigar Club. Follow me on YouTube. That's the big one. That's where all the work goes in. I spend two, three days a week working on video content for that. And I just realized the other day, my shit kind of sucks for a guy who spends that much time <laughs> working on. Where I look at, because I look at some of the, like the big, big guys, and I'm like, wow. I got to get better at this. It's not, it it's not good enough. Every yet. Day. It is yeah. not good enough. Oh, Even my website, yet. I'm overhauling that website. And people Are go really? to the website, they're like, oh my God, finally a cigar website that's 2020 something. Like yeah. everything else looks like Craigslist. And I'm like, great, enjoy it. But it's still, it's nowhere near where it needs to be, man. Not it needs to be it. simpler and look, it, there's, there's, there's a lot more work to go into this. Oh, uh, Pravada Bourbon. Oh, there you go. So I am going wow. to uh, going to um, let me show it to you properly. Uh, I am going to distillers all across go. the country. Okay. And I am getting barrels of bourbon that I think will pair with specific cigars. And then I'm bottling those bottle, but, you know, putting it in bottles. Doing the Lord's I'm, work. Yeah. And then I'm going to, then I take the barrels and I put all the cigars in them and I seal them up for three months for 90 days. And when they're done, I'm going to sell the bottle and I'll tell you which, uh, uh, that bottle goes with which cigar and you can buy as many of the cigars as you want from me and as many of the, well, I mean, it's very limited, but the, the, the bottles from, you know, the, the store and, and that's it. That's what I'm working on. That's my newest project that I'm working on. And I'm really having a, an exciting time uh, with. So I'm very excited about that. That's just a prototype doing bottle. The, doing all the all the personal tasting yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy That's hard it thoroughly. Work. That's hard I have work. An I, I don't you know, I didn't get a chance to tell you during this uh, podcast that I have an elevated palate. I just want everyone at home to know that that I have an elevated palate. There you go. So that we can enter our relationship, you know, the the. 
right I, yeah. a, a level yeah i know right where up. you're at yeah right. no i know exactly. right where you're at. my palate's exactly. shit so it's fine <laughs> I always I'm tell sure everybody uh, when i do I, a review i'm like i have a shit palate like deal with right. it <laughs> <laughs> whatever I'm pretty sure you're being humble because uh you're an intelligent guy man and i and i find that uh sometimes intelligent analytical people uh make great cigar smokers it's uh, one of the few times we get to calm down, quiet down and focus on something that doesn't mean anything to anyone really other than an enjoying experience. You said it earlier, the cigar is a great equalizer and you can sit down with yeah. somebody who has a different political view, different religious view, a different outlook on life and have that cigar and have a, a regular non-violent conversation with them, which you don't typically see anymore. <laughs> Jesus, what a world we're living in. Hey, um, um, do, do you watch Netflix? I do. I'll leave you with this. Uh, there is a show called, hey, Clark, what's the show called? Uh, I think you should leave now. Okay. I. It's called, I think you should leave by Tim Robinson. And it is the weirdest show I've ever seen in my life. But there's this one, this cigar reminds me of it. There's this one scene uh, called the uh, driving, um, he's the driving uh What's it? Damn, sorry, guys. Oh, the, uh, he's like the driving tenor or something. It's some sort of name for a singer. And it's got cigars. There's a lot of cigar references in the show, but he's got this thing where he rolls his window up. And when the window comes up, there's a big sticker of a cigar in it. And he goes like this. <laughs> it is the weirdest, funniest thing I've ever seen. And I and I love it. And I think every cigar smoker should go watch that sketch. The driving, uh, the it's like the singing uh, chauffeur or something like that. And it is just so funny with this image on the window of a big cigar. And he goes like this. With it. I'm going to have so, to check that out. What is, uh, I think you should leave. I think now. you should leave. I, I think, think you should, should leave. leave. All right. Yeah. I'll check that All out. Right. Brian Desen. Cool. Uh, Pravada Cigar Club, LCA, Limited Cigar association look guys if your b&m isn't part of the lca you need to tell them hey why yeah. aren't you part of the lca have them yeah. reach out to uh to brian uh and get those cigars. actually they would reach out to clark at provider cigar club for that clark runs the lca shout out to him and look shops can take as little or not well really as little or whatever we would give them like we have some shops that only do 10 per cigar that's fine we don't care it's about spreading the word of limited edition cool fun stuff an easter egg hunt every single month Come on. We're trying to bring happiness to people here. Get you out of the house once in a while. Get away from the old lady and uh, into the cigar shop where you can get some really great conversations going with complete strangers that probably hate you. As and that's you different than what a lot of cigar retailers and manufacturers make you do where they'll, oh, no, it's a limited, you got a $30,000 order to bring it in and then oh. we go from there. No, oh. no. He's like, hey, whatever you need. Like, we No, because like I was buying from Drew Estate and I love Jonathan Drew, but I was buying from Drew Estate and they were like, you have to spend X amount of dollars to get that. And I was like, but that's all I want. And they're like, yeah, we know that. That's why you have to spend. <laughs> and it ain't it ain't a light amount of money either. It's a no. big check. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm just going to put out just the good stuff. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Just curating. That's what he does. Just, just the stuff you really want. Not nope. the, you know. James, thank you so much for this. This was so refreshing. I Brian, appreciate you. Keep you're doing a good what you're mind doing, to man. have. I, I, I appreciate all the kind words. I really do. I appreciate you coming on. Spend the time with me. Guys. Provada Cigar Club, LCA. You've got to check him out. I don't care if you love him. I don't care if you hate him. 
You've got to respect what the guy does, Brian. Thank you. Thank you so hashtag, much. Hashtag we are Pravada to my family out there. Peace. There you go. Until next time, guys. Oh, you know what? That reminds me. Join us next week where we talk about Brian behind his back. And then put <laughs> I'll it be out, there. I'll, then, I'll tune into that. I will tune into that. For everybody <laughs> to listen to, including Brian. And, <laughs> until then, guys, stay smoky. Bye.